The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, every show, every week, uh, my guests, I always love to have a guest on uh, especially the knowledge that they can teach the listeners and teach me. So um, my guest has been on here before. The pleasure to have him back. You there, Mike Davis? Yeah, how you doing? Good. How you doing today, Mike? Good, good. A little rain out here in Pennsylvania. A little rain. That was a stunt of ground out there, boy. I loved it out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, I want to get started. I know a lot of listeners, uh, me and you always talk and um you know, there's a lot of concerns and different things that go on in you know, the world of sports and and life, and I want to get out there. I had some emails I know back before and kind of coincide what you know I want to ask you about and what we talk about today. Um, I mean, we look at all the coaches out there. We look at all the sister coaches, that's the coaching sports down the age, and, like, they always have a problem with minority hiring minorities. And we look at it saying, like, wow, I mean, everybody's educated enough now. Everybody knows the knowledge of the game. Why is it so hard for minorities to break into coaching, Mike? Well, uh, from my experience is, um, as old as I am, you can play for me, but you can't work for me. So it goes on to say, when we first started out, you had to have a bachelor's degree. So now all the... African Americans and uh, women got bachelor's degrees. Now it's like we prefer the masters. So you get your masters, now certification. So it's always a stigma. So basically, it's who you know. If the coach want to bring you in, he's going to bring you in. And we still have the Rooney Rule. We have a lot of different um, uh, minorities. Uh, uh, um, it's so called. Uh, application that you can fill out and, and uh, get a job, but it still comes down to who's going to pull the trigger to bring you in. Who's going to? It just goes like you. So if you if your team is uh, eighty percent, maybe sixty five percent African American, and uh, you only have one African American on your on your on your staff in the college level, there's something wrong with that picture. Because nine times out of ten, more African American down like they 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 can't comprehend. Some of the things and certain things that need you doing through life. It's very, it's very difficult. It's, it's, it's very difficult to break in to any collegiate intro unless the head coach sees fit that he can use you in the manner that he needs to use you. Because it's not, it's not about your potential. 
it, it truly, truly is not about what you know, how much you know, it's who you know. Uh, let's go a little deeper, Mike. I looked at, um, um, I think it was the Texas coach got hired, Strong. Remember that? Is it Strong? Am I saying his name uh, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, Louisville. When he got hired, the, the alumni is like, not here, you know what I'm saying? But when he was playing, they loved him and playing. Like you say, you can play for him, but you can't coach for him, you know? Wasn't that right. kind of weird when they did that to him? That was a slap in the face. Yeah, but now remember now, it followed a slap in the face for, for us. For him, he looked at it probably, he's done, he's had that across before, and it really don't pay the, it pays the dividend because look how much money you're paying me. He looked at it on the other side. It may have been a slap in the face to us. It wasn't a slap in the face to him because he looked at it as, I give a check every two weeks and look at the money that I'm going to get. And he well, still went on to, you know, he hired a lot of his people. Uh, you know, I'm scouting. I've seen a lot of people that he hired. And I get to see more African-Americans come down to that level. I just didn't, you know, all the guys I've seen was Caucasians that came to the camps. Well, Mike, we got a caller, um, Sean Williams from NFL Play. You there, Sean? Hello. How you doing, Sean? Mr. Lutton, how you doing, sir? I just forgot good. to call in and say hello. Uh, I haven't spoken good. to you in a while, and I uh, just want to see how the show is going. Well, I got my uh, guest, Mike Day, and we talk about why not enough minority coaches hired in the world of sports. And I think we had a take on We spoke about that, didn't we, Sean? What's yeah, a while that? back. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that, that's a very interesting topic. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard saying. You know, I always say it always goes back to um, that mean green. has has to do with money. All right? <laughs> Say it again. I said I think it has to do with money. It's you know. Yeah, well, well, it can, it can, it can. Um, the number can, the number can come in handy. I mean, yes. Well, everybody's on a budget. Everybody have a budget, you know. But when your head coach, if the problem is when the head coach takes sixty percent of the pay of the salary, and then have nine coaches, because you have coaches out there, well. That's making ten thousand dollars a year, eight thousand dollars a year, and these head coaches are making one sixty, one seventy, and that's why you have a lot of young coaches. You have a a lot of young coaches. There's not a lot of uh, uh, old coaches in the league. That that these coaches are twenty six, twenty seven, thirty, and these guys are not making. I mean, you know, I know guys, and I'm not gonna call schools out that's barely living, and they're happy to be at the school because it's like, I'll wait my turn, and these guys are only making $35 a year. Mm, that's interesting. What yeah, I, know know that, sir. I know that. Go ahead, sir. Well, I, I think part of it is just like the, um, just the cycle of history, you know? I mean, yeah. you go back, you look at uh, African-Americans, we've always been looked at as being just highly athletic and just, um, guys of uh, performance and the physical piece of um, athletics, you know. And I think just as a culture, uh, we need to start thinking about the uh, mental part of it as far as at a young age, I'm talking kids in junior high, you know, let's start thinking as opposed to, hey, I'm not just going to be a NBA basketball star. I'm going to dunk on this guy and shoot this kind of three. Let's think about, hey, I want to be part of the business part of it. You know what I mean? I want to learn the game. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, the uh, education part 
of the game itself. I think that's the only way we'll get more um, minorities at that highest level, you know, as far as breaking into that cycle. Because, like you said, a lot of these coaches were already there. I mean, they already got a foundation laid to where, hey, okay, I'm going to have my nephew going to be the next head coach or my son or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know? Right. Well, let me pick it back on what a couple of things you just said. Let me bring it full term. Uh, and I like to say this. I put in for a job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Love mm-hmm. Smith got the job. I love it. I mean, I, I would love to coach with him. But what do Love Smith do? Hire son to be, be such a quality uh, control. I can't knock that because he's just trying to teach his son something. So I can see where that helped him. Yeah, when I go to the different schools and I talk to different kids about how to break into coaching, the first thing you want them to do is you truly want them to go sky high. You want them to be the president, the CEO, so you need the business side of the thing. And Because the only thing they think we can do is just coach. Like, they right. know, and all athletics are different now. If you don't have that booking behind your name and you exactly. know what you're doing, it, it, it's, it, the only thing you're going to be is a coach. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this, Mike and Sean. So what y'all saying is, just because I'm uh, uh, Chris Carter and I play 16 years on Hall of Fame, I won't get a job because of what my field play. I got to have that book behind me. Is that what y'all saying? I think so. I think that's, that's, that's a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah and you got to know the person. The person has to pull, like I said before, love, the person has to pull the trigger to bring you in. It makes no difference. It, 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 it's who you know, but that person have to want to hire you to be, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, it's not necessary that you saying, okay, uh, I'm telling you, when I first started, they say you had to have a bachelor's degree. You went and got your bachelor's degree. Now, if you look at any job in football, and we, I know this all the time, when did you ever have to be a doctor to be a football coach? But they stick on now saying BS, BA, so you have to have a master's. They prefer a master's. And then if you don't have a master's, they want you to get certain many certifications. And now the certifications have turned over, which, you know, you can disagree or agree with this. The certification means nothing because every two years you have to go redo your certification. So there's a company out there. Every two years you have to do this 159 for that certification. So they're making millions because they say if you're not certified under me, under CSA or FBI or ZZZ, right. then you're not qualified to coach because you didn't go through the NCAA coaching. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I totally understand you. Totally. Right. So there's a lot of barriers, it sounds like, that's um, in the way of uh, stopping um, minorities from, from getting these head coaches' positions. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I was, I was just, I was just, I think me and James talked maybe last summer, and you look at Division One football. Uh, how many African Americans or just minority in general, whether Hispanic, whatever, are head coaches? I think there's a total of like 113 teams somewhere around there. Right. I bet you can count on one or two hands how many are head coaches that are minority. Right, and you can, and it's sad because. Out of that 113, you just say, how mm-hmm. many African-American ballplayers on the squad? That's what I'm getting at, exactly. Well, I know the NFL is, what, now is it 70% now? Yeah. 72% or something number. like that? That's a big number. 
it's, it's a huge number. It's a huge number when you yeah. start looking at percentages and statistics, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. guys, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Before you get off, Sean, uh, we got a question. I got a question about you, too, and I want you to see what he say, Mike, and you kind of go with it, you know, because I, me and Sean talked about a lot of things, and I want to see where we go with it when I ask him the question, Mike, and what you think about it. But we'll be okay. right back. Okay, dokie. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on, let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. We're back with Loving That Sports Talk. And I got my guest, Mike Davis. And Sean Williams, it's great to have you guys on. Appreciate it. Well, I mean, we went to break, and um, I want to ask you this question, Sean. And you kind of chime in what he say, Mike, to hear his thing, because me and him talk about different things. And you kind of hit it on the thing in the break with. What I want to say was, when are there going to be enough owners, uh, minority owners? But you got a lot of people with a lot of money. I heard that um, Opal was trying to buy the Los Angeles Clippers, and, you know, Magic got money where, you know, all these guys got money, but they send that same theory as uh, uh, maybe on my correct me if I'm not saying it's the right things. 
when back in the day when they said um, blacks can be quarterbacks, they weren't smart enough, but they had the ability to just be running back receivers. They got enough money, but they're not smart enough to be owners. Is that what they're saying, Wick? Well, you know, I I think it leans towards that a little bit. You know, um, history history says a lot. You know, and I just think that um, that perspective is still somewhat there a little bit. And uh, from visiting with my account, he was saying to where you can still have money and not be able to um, still not be able to own a team. Um, that sounds like it goes back to um, who you know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's one of those deals: who you know, who you get in good with, and just having the um, right connections. So, um, I mean, that's that's all I can. I can stay on that note, but I guess we've got to keep trying until hopefully uh, one day that gate open up to where, you know, there'll be more opportunities for um, minorities to, to be owners and not just um, players, you know? What do you think, Mike? Oh. Yeah, well, I'll I, I take it back off of that. I, I agree 100% um, with the system. The system repeats itself over and over again because if you look at the big picture now, all these guys got money, but you still have to be voted. Remember, they still taking a vote in. You have to take they take these owners take a vote and say, uh, we don't want Mike Davis in as an owner, but we'll take uh, Oprah Winfrey because Oprah Winfrey is worth billions. But then all of a sudden, I don't think she understands the legal aspect of football or whatever. But she may own the own the company. You know, they'll take uh, you know Jay Z. You know, he uh, started his own, uh, what's that, sports company or whatever it is, uh, Asian. Mm-hmm. They hated him. You know, he, but he have enough money to buy, buy a franchise, but he'll never get it. He may get I, I'm not going to say never. I just think that anytime you have a collective bargain, people sit down and vote if they want Lovely Smith in or out, you may have five love you. You may have ten hate you. I just think yeah. it's a time where you don't know who's who. Who's gonna vote for you? Because he could be your friend. You're like, uh, nah, I really don't want Coach Lovely in there. Uh, I don't know. So you have to really pick and choose. Like, do I really want to do this? Do I just want to stay owning, owning like Magic Johnson? Do I still want to own movie theaters and I want to own the Dodgers? And but do I really want to jump into the baseball or the the, the the football league? I just think that it will come a time where we will have several owners because. We have an African-American president. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. You don't get back right. It's, it's going to happen. Hey, Mike, uh, Sean, Mike was telling me that, you know, he talked to one of the coaches that he's, you know, but not to throw you out to Mike, but you in that field, and I asked you about that, Sean, like, I was always saying, hey, why don't you go get that head coach's job from Wyoming? You're like, no. Can you pick your own thing? Because, Mike, you was telling me, they, the guy was saying there's a committee to pick coaches. That's not true, is it, Sean? Well, first of all, back to what Michael was saying earlier, you have to have that education. That's the first thing that they're going to look at, especially at the college level. You know, um, pretty much now, uh, if you don't have a master's degree, I mean, you can pretty much forget it. You know, a lot of guys go in uh, right when they get done playing as uh, grad assistants, and they kind of just fall right into the system. Um, you know, um, when I was finishing up at Wyoming, that's when um, uh, Kevin Tomlin, it just came in as a grad assistant on the Joe Tiller there at Wyoming. Now look where he's at. You know, he's a he's a head coach at uh, Texas A and M. You know, so but he just stayed with it from all those years. So I'm going back. Um, that was like what you know, 19 years ago, 19, 20 years ago. You know, right. And when, when uh, he was a grad assistant at the University of Wyoming, now he's the head coach at Texas A and M. I went to one of his clinics. Uh, I think it was about three years ago down in Denver, and 
he was saying how what got him to where he was is just who you know. You know what I mean? He's kind of um, being in the system, getting along with people, not not pissing anybody off or pissing off the, the wrong person, you know, throughout the years. And you just, hopefully you, you, you just get that break along the way and then you just take advantage of it, you know. But the education, I think, is is a um, a huge piece of it now, as Mike was saying earlier, because that's kind of how they can weed people out, you know. You can be the smartest guy on the street, you know, but if uh, you don't have that certification and that certificate, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, that 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 counts you out. I mean, we want to have you, but you need to get these um, um, credentials in order. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, like, well, Mike, what we said, the certification is a big key. Do you know now that most coaches are looking? They're looking at your degrees, but they're saying if you don't, if you're not certified in certain areas, because to even go into a school, you know, you have to have a certification for recruiting one, two, and three. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's been a, if you don't have just that one certification to go in Division two to recruit. They can they can be a stigma of not to hire you like ah oh, you know what and now they got it now you know all coaches got to be CPR and, and yeah and I just I just took mine last week Mike just got mine again last week every two years I got to do it here <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of coaches a lot of head coach, head coaches and but I'm with you with your man say it's who you know cordial friendly even though it may be maybe the coach may be totally wrong but to make that next move up. You got to be able to eat crow and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I had uh, spoke with a friend of mine, Clark Simmons, Coach Rev, and he was telling me that he said, "You know what, love? I wish I got it earlier when right. I was younger. You know, till now I'm older." But and I looked at when um, uh, Mike, I didn't know that Lovey had a son, but Sean told me last week that hey, you know, Jeff Fisher's son is what the defensive back coach for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all these coaches, look what they're doing. It's the same coaches getting hired. Look at all the jobs. One coach gets fired somewhere, they got a job somewhere else. You know, yep. now they're putting their kids in to keep that going. With this, you got to see the same people. Now look at the Shanahan. His son got yep. another job, you know. Is that right. what they're yep. doing? Yeah. You, you, you see uh, um, Coughlin now. What was the thing? Uh, did, did you see? Did you see USC? Don't want to get off the off the off the beaten path, but did you see they just US Today just posted their uh, salary? He made three point six. He paid his dad at two point nine or one something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, and then they leave. They leave there. Kiffin dad goes to the Cowboys. You know, you know, Lane Kiffin is the offensive coordinator passing for Alabama now. Wow. He mm-hmm. is, they ain't kidding, and I could go on record saying this. A man ain't never won nothing. Yeah. Every way he's been, it's been a mess up. He is Alabama offensive coordinator, passing. Right. Man, I tell you. They, they love him. It goes back to who you know. It goes back to who you know. And that's what I'm saying. These coaches, and I'm with you, man. I can't think of one coach. They didn't want nothing, you know? Nothing. But they didn't have nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but he, he, he's probably making, you know, 1.8 down there as a passing coach, uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, Nick Fabian love it. And and that's all it is. When Nick Fabian say he wants something, he wants something. That's what he's going to do because I'm a firm believer. And I love right. Nick Fabian. 
I like Les Miles. I like Gary Debar. All these coaches, because you know why? They are some true coaches. Because before they sign their contract, they tell the they tell the school, the order to win. I need to bring in great coaches. So I need I need a, I need a budget. I need I need a mm-hmm. salary. I need a budget. And that's how you get those good co- coaches. Because mm-hmm. before they sign their big contracts, they tell them, I need to be able to go out and get great coaches. But I need, but I need to pay them great money. Right, right, uh, right. So right. That's, that's, that's a big thing, too. I didn't well, I, know that. I got uh, one last question. I got to go here, man, and this, this is mainly for Mike. Um, I'm just thinking here in the future. Let's just say I'm talking, I'm talking college level. Uh, it's not very many African-American head coaches, you know. What, what would happen if the coaches who are there, you know, if they were to say, hey, I mean, could they, could they do some, I don't want to use the word strike. But could they demand more money? Yes. You see what I'm getting at? They can't. I, I, yeah. believe, I, believe, I believe they can't. The, the, the problem is that, that, that I think will be the problem. Um, everybody won't be on board because, remember, I have different bills than you. You have different bills than me. Okay. So okay. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Okay. That, I think that's going to be the biggest problem with, when you said striking and all that right there because, if you do, then you know. You know how I, I never want to put anybody out on the street. Uh, sure, exactly. In, uh, right. Your life. Uh, that, that's that's a very very hard thing to do. Although, you know, there's, is there a union? Then you can fight it in the different school that I've been in. That we had unions, and yeah. can, you know, we, we we can fight it. But other than that, I, I think as a whole, I just don't think we can come on that on level ground to make okay. that decision and make them like, okay, look at what we're doing. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, and if you take it to the next level, even even in the NFL, you know, with seventy um, percent of the players being African Americans, but not very many head coaches. And I'm just, you can probably attest to this. It's a big difference in pay salary between a head coach and an assistant coach, right? But what wig? I know you guys know, but Mike, tell me that don't make no difference now. How many on the team? Look at what's going on in the Clippers. It's eighty percent, nine percent of the NBA is, is African American. They still can't get right. rid of the owner, so that makes no difference how many percent. Am I right, Mike? Right, right. It goes back to the owners. They pick and they 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 they, uh, they vote who they want to come on. I'm telling you, who they want to be the head coach. Who they want to be? Who who, who they want the owner? Okay, I'm who, talking about head coach they, though. I'm talking about head coach. For head coach, and then the owner, then you know, if he's CEO or whoever, he picks the head coach. You know, okay. give you an example. I mean, before you leave, let me give you an example. Remember the Nets over here in uh, New Jersey, right? They mm-hmm. moved, moved to Brooklyn, right? Right. The guy that owned them owns a net in Russia. Oh man, he <laughs> have no idea. All he know is he wanted a basketball team, and they voted to get, let him buy the the, the 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 Nets. He moves the Nets from Newark over to Brooklyn, build a whole new site, everything, because it's in the good for the NBA. Plus, his nationality—he's Russian. Oh no! <laughs> so if you look at it, that's why Paul Pierce and the rest. Just think about it. Jason Kidd, everybody else now. The guy owns, he owns the Mets in Russia. 
Oh, man. I mean, every time you spend a nickel or a coin or whatever, it's got to be things where be voted him in right away. Right away, because of that mean green you got. Exactly. I got you. Look it up. Okay. When you get up, look it up. That way you can look it up. Who owns the Boston, uh, the, 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 the Brooklyn Nets? The Brooklyn Nets. Look Wilson. it up. And it, 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 the guy is a young guy. He's a young guy. But he owns, mm. he owns, a, he owns the Met in uh, Russia. Unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, All right, so it was nice great. talking to you, man. I learned a lot today. And I appreciate it. Continue with the good show, James. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, man. We'll come back. We're going to get into uh, these owners and all that. So this is Jane Lover and uh, Mike. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm host of Loving That Sports Talk and my guest, Mike Davies. Good up, Mike? There. That's good. Well, Mike, let's get into a little bit more deeper. I mean, we looked at, you know, what happened with the L.A. Uh, Clippers, you know, that owner there, and we talked about, like you say, the owners are hand-picked. Now, we looked at it and said, you, they got to pick you in. I heard uh, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Devin Mavericks, said, you know, he don't know which way he'll vote this guy out. But first, when all this happened, all the owners like, hey, we want him out. Why do you think now to change your mind? <laughs> Well, you know how things get swept on the rug, like, you know, uh, they've talked to him, and they're saying that you go behind, that's why he made this whole big thing, like, go behind the scene, but you're still the owner. And uh, Mark is one of those guys where, you know, he have a lot of money, he have a lot of space, a lot of power. 
so he gonna he gonna be very tactful about what he say, and like he's you know he explained to everybody like everybody have a little prejudice in them, but to blankly come out and prove your prejudice is a slap in the face. So if widow which way Mark um, vote, it's probably not gonna hurt him because a lot of people look at Mark as a child anyway. I mean I'm just I mean you. Right. I mean, you know you have a business, he does his thing, but most of the people that I know that's, you know, looking at him on TV, he's still in this 22-year-old body just jumping around, you know, you know, really high rule. And that's okay. That's okay. Because I would like to see him when he gets 50 and 60. 60, how will he be? So he's one of these guys that made it rich off of .com or however he got his money, and he has some say-so, and the public want to hear what do you have to say? And they believe whatever you say. You know, a lot of people believe the same way Mark believes. That's the same way they might believe the way me and you believe. But when it, when it, when it, when it all comes down, it's about the Clippers and are those African Americans going to stay there and play? That's, what it, that's the bottom line. But it all boils down. What's going to happen to the Clippers? They don't, they don't care what Mark say or what the league say. Do the do do the African Americans that's playing on the Clippers? Do they want to stay in that city and play there? No, let's let's, let's have, go a little further. Black, yeah. Go ahead. What's that? What's that, Kev? Oh, is that you, Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Let's go a little further. Let's say. They, they they can get him out because they're saying you can't get you can't just vote to the home, kick him out just like that. Let's say he still become the owner next year. Do you think those guys are gonna say, "Hey, I'm making twenty million. I gotta feed my family. I'm not gonna play." I, I believe you're gonna have sixty percent say that. You think and I so? think what's gonna happen? What I think is gonna happen is I truly believe Doc Rivers is gonna be one that's gonna stay there and say, "You know what?" Uh, things will get better, you know, we can run, because Doc Rivers is your leader. That's your leader. And you got uh, Griffin. Now, remember now, you, you got to go, you know, Griffin is not all African-American. Right. You just said, I mean, I'm kind of call a spade a spade. You know, Griffin's mom is Caucasian, dad African-American, right? Right. Can you imagine how this kid, can you imagine how he feel? I would feel horrible. I, I, I will literally like. I, I would, how how do how do I how do I how do I handle this? You know, I face all kinds of obstacles in my way, but this is where a guy's paying me twenty million, thirty million dollars over the next three years. Do I walk away from that because right. he said African American come to my game? I don't know. I mean, better ask yourself. Hey, Mike, before you, we got to uh, call up Karen from Colorado. You there, Karen? Yes, I'm here. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You have a question yeah. for the panel? Well, to, to kind of, I, I know you guys are talking about Sterling and so forth and how the players are feeling, you know, because if, if, he's, he's decided to fight it. Um, my question is, you know, he, 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 he's saying that there's no way you know, Sterling is saying that there's no way that uh, that, that what they're doing is, is is illegal, and and I'm I'm wondering where where's he where's he coming from? Go ahead, Mike. Well, where's where's he coming from? Because remember, the 
No more singing. He owned the team. And there is a statue, and there's some type of bylaw they have in their book about racial tension and all that right there. It takes a collaboration of NBA owners to vote him out. But he's, remember now, just because they vote him out, he still owns the team, and his belief, now this, I'm just going on how I think he's believing. I, I mean, I'm not in his head. He truly believes in his heart, maybe, I haven't done anything wrong. And you can tell yourself that so many times, you start believing that if he truly believes this is going to go away, and it's, it's really not, and it's going to be up to the NBA owners coming together, of a collective bargain, just come together and sit and talk with this gentleman and ask him, what's best for the NBA? Not what's best for the Clippers. What's best for the NBA? This thing has it has been ballooned way out of proportion now, and he cannot step down or go up under a leaf or a bridge or something. I'll I'll be behind the scenes. I think. Have you heard? That's what he's saying. Right. You behind. You can't go behind the scene when you prejudice when you you have an African American head coach. It's it's very it's just it's a it's a very very difficult thing that he he's going to fight this. Right. Because we're now remember now, he's eighty what? Eighty what? Eighty I think eighty three, eighty four. I think I think about it. What else do we have to do with his life other than stay in the news media? And number one is if I keep the clippers in the news media, what happens to the ratings? The ratings go where? Oh, sky high. Right, right. So all I gotta do is keep it that way for about a year and a half, maybe a year. So now when I do get rid of sales, I, I don't know what you bought it for. He can say, I want a billion dollars for it, hmm. and I'll walk away now. I mean, it, 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 it's a tactic on his part, too, though. And a lot of people are not looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm a sports guy. I mean, I've played ball. I've, I've seen numbers, and I, too, believe he's using this as, uh, what, what do you want to call it, a pole vault? A pole vault? They can, I'm going to pull myself up, but you're going to pull up. leverage, no. yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. It definitely does. Okay, then. I appreciate it. All right, well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Yeah, my, I think people do do that, too. I mean, I mean, this. I don't know if it's going away, though, but tell me if it is. That's what Dennis Rodman did. He acted oh, yeah, yeah. made dresses. Yeah. Uh, the poems to make his money back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Play, right? Listen to me, listen to me. If Coach Davis right now go and walk down the street with a, with a prom dress on, and they'll say, that's Coach Davis walking down the street. Somebody going to put that on YouTube, uh, you know, uh, Facebook. And right then, I'm going to get a, a million hits. So don't Facebook pay for every 50000 or something like that, so much money or whatever? You know what I'm saying? They got all kinds of ways that kids are making money now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying uh, they do it to get the ratings. And he, he's, he's, a, he's a smart guy. I keep trying to tell people. He's 80 years old. He's very sick, number, number two. You know that, right? Right. I mean, he's very sick. Things can happen real quick for him. So why not? The only thing I have to do now is fight this. He don't really have to do anything right now because I don't have I, I, I can just fight this right here. And I understand where Mark coming from when he's saying, you know, I don't think he should or he shouldn't. You know, Mark going to go. Whichever side start winning, 
just mark my words, whichever way get the ball bounced more, Cooley is going to go that, he's going to go to that, he's going to eventually slide to that side. I said it's right. I'm just saying, I think it's his whole uh, delivers to me is, you know, I want to know who's, uh, who's, who's, who's going to win this. Let me ask you this, Mike. I mean, we look at, let me, let me jump to start with, you know, um, how old are you, Mike? Mike? 46. 46. So you was with me. I mean, when we came up, I mean, you know, sports were big and all that. Now it's like you got high school signing day. You got, you know, this and that, you know, um, college. You know, you got the pro where you think sports has went way over the roof now? Uh, yes and then no because what happened is when you have a kid, a boy and a girl, yeah. And I'm so glad Title Nine is in. I'm so glad. A lot of people don't know what Title Nine is, but I'm so I glad she plays Title. So you have these boys and girls playing football, and they come across to you know soccer and lacrosse and all that. They see across on TV and say, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mike Davis just signed a uh, thirteen million dollars. He just signed his name. He get thirteen million dollars. So the mother of that child and the father of that child never was athletic. Yeah, they play a little ball here and there. So I'm going to put my kid in every little camp, every little sport, and I'm going to try to make him better. So he's the one that's going to go out and try for this big money. When it don't happen like that, they repeat itself. So a lot of these, uh, uh, the, the, the college and the NFL and all this, is reaping what they sow now because when you do get that kid that $3 million, if you don't know how to budget $3 million, He's gonna get bankrupt anyway, and plus, if he don't know how to handle three million, it's gonna go to his head. So he's gonna be a troublemaker. So the NFL, the college level, the high, I'm talking about the high college level, Alabama, LSU, Auburn. I'm talking about all these guys that go there and they come out their junior year and uh, they they come out they because I believe if they had a day way, a lot of guys will come out their freshman year. You know it's hard to come out and make the pro team as a freshman. You know, I probably know one guy probably in my time, I know one guy probably could have came out right out of high school and went right to the pros and, 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 and played well. And that's uh, Deion Sanders because he had yeah. the speed. Let's take a uh, last break, man. We'll come back. You, you hit someone. I got two questions for you. Man, I can't right. wait to ask you these because... I've been dying, you know, to hear what people have to say about it. But uh, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. 
Racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with my guest, Mike Davis on Loving That Sports Talk. Mike, don't leave me through that. I was still here. Well, you hit something on the nose, and I, I, I'm hoping I didn't forget it, you know, but I wanted to ask you this, you know, um, you said about the, the kid with $3 million. Um, First question to you is, why so many of us athletes get all this money? We look at $3 million, like right now we say, if I hit the million dollar I'm set for life. But people go on broke, and then my second thing is, I knew this one um, friend of mine, and his son was the best. I mean, I've never seen nobody great athlete, but he was living his life to his son. His son didn't really want to play, but he was making him because he couldn't make it, so he wanted his son, and he was pushing his son, and he didn't want to play. Do you see that a lot, Mike? I, I see it 100%. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the college and the high school level. I'm, based, I'm a true strength coach. And I see it through baseball. Anytime that you have these, uh, these, uh, they show called, they call them showcase camps. Mm-hmm. Th- those are myths that those are for the parents. Look, if you bring your kid here, oh, this kid going to be great. But they're not really looking at your kid. It's a diamond in the rough. So when you get invited, how you invited to something, but you still got to pay 300 Or you invited to something, you still got to pay 150 If you invite, that means that you're taking care of all of that. That's not very true. All parents, especially the ones that you see, and I'm going to tell you, hockey is the worst ones. All hockey parents, they truly believe that they're going to be the next hockey player. Mm-hmm. And that's not very true. That, that, the, the, the parents are living through the kid. And I see it all the time because they degrade the kid, and that's why the kid don't really want to play because – Shouldn't the sport be fun? It should be like, you know, let's, let's, let's I mean, we're trying to win, but let's have fun while we're doing it. The, the, the parents are really like, you should have got that puck, or you should have ran faster. Why are you taking three breaths? Or, you know, uh, you should have carried the ball and switched the ball to your left hand, to your right hand. And this is a mother talking. The mother ain't never played football in her life. And she's talking like she's, she just played against uh, Howie Long, blocking him. You know what I'm saying? So, I see the kids, I see the frustration side of the kids because, remember, I'm coaching them, and they're sad, and they're telling me, like, I really don't want to play the game because my parents, they don't make it interesting. They don't, they, 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 they hounding me because what I'm doing here and I'm not doing this right. You know, I ride home with my father, we riding back to Philadelphia, and he talking down to me for 50 minutes all the way in the car because I didn't score a touchdown. Because I fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. 
because I think the parents are living through the kids, which parents sit there and say, no, I'm not. Yes, that they are. And that, that's it. And, and love it. That's through dancing, you know, recital. I mean, modeling. You know, some parents, you know, I couldn't really get up there and be a model, so I have a pretty girl, a, a nice-looking gentleman. I'm going to have them to model, and they're going to take it to the extreme. All parents. Like, I don't mean to cut you off, but isn't that how society is now? Look at it, what you said, dancing. I mean, when you, when, when when parents do these things to their kids, they aggressive, they edit, because they want them to be the next Janet Jackson singing, or yep. am I wrong or right? Well, they want them to be the next Michael Jordan. No, we make that society, because look at it. I mean, people are going to yep. extremes. And like me, you say, they put these kids in these camps, and some of the camps they don't need. They're in five or six camps a year, paying $400 a camp. Wow. Yep. It's not necessary, is it, Mike? It's, it's totally unnecessary, because the coaches tell the parent. This is where all the college coaches going to be, and it's a myth because they're not college coaches. They're not college. They just have a they just have a University of Mississippi on uh, Auburn. Uh, they're doing something with the school because there's no college coach is going to come out and coach for X amount of dollars when they're making a hundred thousand. They don't have the time to be a college coach. You don't have the time to do this. So what they do is they send the interns or the TA out, and it becomes a recruiting tactic. So it's just one of those things where you have to be very careful when you're dealing with kids and their parents. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a very, very hard thing, and I think that the myth is you're going to be the next Michael Jordan if you keep this up. Why do you think you got so many AAU basketball teams? Every time you turn... Nike, Adidas, Puma, everybody got their own little squad. They fly them all over the world. Why is that? So, I tell you what, everybody that's listening, you know, AAU team, they never have to show their grades because they play for AAU. If you play for your high school and you make a D, you don't play, but you still gonna play AAU. Just, just, just double check yourself. AAU. They'll say, "Oh, we check grades. We do this." No, you don't, because you should be playing for your high school. That's why you have so many AAU teams around, because mom and dad say uh, he can't play for Jefferson because they got too many people. So I'm gonna make my own team and call it AAU Jefferson, whatever. So now I call the shots. Those yeah, are the all over, though. Yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But nobody wants to call a state a state. I, I call it like I see it. I mean, and everybody. I mean, I tell people all the time. You have to know exactly where you want to go in life. You don't have to know right now, but every day you get up, you have to put your best foot forward to make it going toward that direction. Because it's easy to go off to the left and to the right and get in trouble. That's easy to do, but to stay focused. And you've got parents, and that's what the parents are there for, to make you stay focused, but not to overindulge or invade your privacy as, what if I don't want to go to, what if I don't want to practice today and I want to stay home and study? Mm. No, you got to go practice because we paying good money for this. Yeah. You know, I have kids right now, you know, parents tell me, we pay good money for AAU basketball. Well, your kid don't want to play. So what happens? Now, the kid hates basketball because the parent 
making them. Mike, uh, help me out. The other one, if I sound cocky, let me know. But, you know, I did a camp, and there's some people, coaches, I didn't know who they were, but they were trying to say something. And I'm like, wow, I don't do that. And they're trying to tell the kid, well, this is how they in the field. They've never been there. You know, we've been there, Mike. You know it. We know how it is when you get in there. Isn't it funny how people, and like we would say that with me and you, like, wouldn't you want somebody who played to be a coach that know the game? Am I right? Why is it that they always people you, out you there? Always, and they, you always want, you're right, you always want somebody, you always want to put somebody in place that either either been there, is going through it, or retired. But if you get a stonemason, and you got him coaching your kid. Remember, he's just a stonemason all through the eight, ten hours. He's just coming and coaching the kid because he might have a kid on the team. You always want to find the qualified person to coach your kid. But remember now, I want a football and high school football and all that. They don't pay a great deal of money. So what happens is the coach pick anyone that have a little standard by themselves. Oh, I can teach you how to throw the ball. So all of a sudden now. Your kid has been doing something for four, five, four years, five years. He's been doing it wrong because, remember, I go to I go to scouting camps all the time. I'm always in and out of different coaches' office asking, how do they do this, how do we do that. He's up there breaking bricks. You know, he's a truck driver during the week and then uh, Pop Warner football during the uh, Saturday morning, which is okay. But then he becomes like, oh, I got, this. I know this right here, and it's really true to believe that what he's teaching is right. And what he's doing is, he's doing it all wrong. You know, don't don't go to don't go to any camps. I just know this from the website. Well, Mike, we only got one minute. I just want you to tell the young kid listening out there a little advice you're giving if they are trying to make it in the world of sports. Well, like I tell the kids every day that we have our camps at, at where I'm at right now. First of all, when you get up in the morning, respect your parents. Respect your teachers. Make sure you go to school. Make sure you eat a, a balanced meal if you can. And the second thing, when it's time to train, train for the sport that you're doing. Don't use P90, the Xbox, Wii, uh, P25, all those CrossFit. Train for the sport that you are playing. So if you're playing for football, train for football. Don't use P90 or the Xbox to train you for football because those are different moves. And just stay focused on what you're doing, and it'll carry you through. Now, if you don't make it, remember, the ultimate goal is to get education. That's the number one goal. The goal is to get education. Bonuses comes when you get a, get a full scholarship or you go to the pros. That's your bonus. But the number one thing is the education. Well, Mike, I want to thank you again for being on the show. And uh, I'm going to see you in Chicago later on in June. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Well, thanks All right. again, Mike. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.